Think about this. Our brains change. Memory is an amazing. What you think is in our there brains is aren't really finished. They're not fully cooked yet. You go with your heart. You, you don't have any idea why yeah, we're, we're doing so smart. most of the things that we're doing. But here's the deal. If something were universally good in all circumstances, it would be a natural part of human behavior and thinking. I'm Bob Duke. I'm Art Markman. I'm Rebecca McEnroy, and this is Two Guys on Your Head. Today, the darker side of mindfulness. So on, in the last show, what we were talking about is that there are a variety of techniques that people can use to create more mindfulness. And that that mindfulness involves that, that ability to really observe what's going on in the moment, be aware of the things in your environment, to be aware of the judgments you're making and allow things to pass without judgment, both yourself and others, um, and, and to have an acceptance of and an awareness of emotional experience. So... Uh, and there are many benefits that we talked about, about reducing stress and making you feel better about life. But the question is, 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 is this, is mindful, are these techniques something that are going to be good for all people in all circumstances? And that's really where the research has started to go. And, and so we can take some simple ones. For example, does engaging in mindfulness techniques, these mindfulness meditation techniques, does this make you more creative? So you might think, that the path to creative genius is to become more aware of what's going on in the situation and to uh, reserve judgment. Because we, you know, brainstorming techniques all the time talk about how don't judge the ideas right away because if you edit too much of what you're doing, you might actually not come up with enough ideas. Talked in previous shows about the fact that the most creative people have not just the best ideas, but the most ideas. So maybe this kind of mindfulness will help you to generate ideas and therefore generate really good ideas. And the answer is eh, not so much. You know, should you, if you want to be a creative genius, should you be engaging in these mindfulness techniques? And the answer is not if your only goal is to be a creative genius. <laughs> yeah. and, and in fact, you know, a little bit of stress you know, and a, and a little bit of deadline pressure and things like that actually can, can sometimes benefit uh, the creative process, right? I mean, I think when we say necessity is the mother of invention, sometimes that necessity involves things that are bearing down to yeah. us at the moment. Yeah. If you think about all the things that human beings do without any instruction, without any prompting, without anything, you know, and if we go, oh, something as basic as breathing and also eating and also you know, trying to attract mates and all, all those kinds of things, right? Those, you don't have to teach people to, to, to want to do those things. The motivation for those things is an, an inherent aspect of being a human being, right? But taking time to stop and reflect is not beneficial. And what I, what I mean by that is it, it, advantaging your survival and advantaging the propagation of your genes. The, the idea of something being universally bene beneficial means that at the time that evolution and evol evolutionary selective pressures were in play, that was better to have that trait than not. Now let's, let's pick this apart a little bit more. So this is a, this is actually a fun study that I, that I read not long ago, it came out in 2017. By, it's, it's by June Tangney and a bunch of co-authors. And they were interested in another question, which is, what about criminal behavior, right? So would mindfulness benefit people who engage in criminal behavior? And so what they did was to look at a population of inmates and relate the various dimensions of mindful thinking 
to what they call criminogenic cognition, which is essentially a set of thinking patterns that are associated with criminal behavior. So they involve things like feeling more deserving and entitled than other people. And, and it's not that any one of these things necessarily makes someone a criminal so much as this spectrum of thoughts is associated with higher levels of criminal behavior. So, so feeling more deserving and entitled than other people, uh, failing to accept responsibility for your own actions, having a negative attitude towards authority, focusing on short-term outcomes. These are all yeah. things that the more of that you do, the more likely you are to also engage in, in criminal activity. So these are, these are people who have already been engaging in criminal behavior. And the question is, um, what impact does mindfulness have? And, and, and it's an interesting thing, which is there are both positive and negative effects of mindfulness on this population such that it overall, it can, they, they cancel each other out. So the positive effect is being more aware of things that are going on in your environment and being more aware of your patterns of thought assists in emotion regulation. It makes you better at, at, at controlling your emotions in ways that reduce this kind of criminogenic cognition. So the, the better you better able you are to regulate your emotions, the more that you're able, for example, to take the long-term implications of your actions into account rather than acting just on the basis of the emotion you're having right now. Actually, if you want to reduce this kind of criminogenic cognition, judging yourself <laughs> Turns out to be a good thing. They did a second study on undergraduates, university undergraduates, most of whom are probably not going to be criminals. We're just, we're guessing. Not um, yet confirmed. And, and so, and, and what was interesting there is that this negative relationship now between reserving judgment about yourself and criminogenic thinking wasn't really evident in that group. So basically, if you're not someone who is already habitually not taking responsibility for your actions and feeling entitled and, and all of these other things that are associated with criminal behavior, then reserving judgment on yourself is actually okay. Because chances are for you, if you're not already predisposed towards criminal behavior, then for you, you're much more likely to be holding yourself back from positive experiences as a result of judging yourself. But again, if you're, if 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 criminal behavior is part of your past, you know, little a little bit of more self, judging, little <laughs> judge away. Next week, we'll conclude our series on mindfulness with a look at mindfulness and memory with Dr. Art Markman and Dr. Bob Duke. You can subscribe to the Two Guys on Your Head podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And please leave us a review while you're there. It really helps us out. Jake Perlman is our engineer, and I'm Rebecca McEnroy. I produce Two Guys on Your Head at KUT Radio in Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm.